shots fired. Yo, it's the green machine. Gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen the turtle get down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is here with the new jack groove. Gonna rock. So Yo, what's going on? This is Jeff Weiss. You're tuning into Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop and Ninja Turtles. Who's better, Donatello, Usagi Ojimbo? You'll find out today. Anyways, we have on as our guest uh, Andy Rosen, also known as Dr. Rosen Rosen, also known as one half of the podcast Totally Lame, which is on Earwolf. You should check it out. He also is a music producer who works in a group called Wanderer Lust. Wander House, I was told. Wrong. I don't know anything. You should just turn off this podcast now. He also produces for Meg Myers, who um, is a very gifted uh, singer-songwriter who's on Atlantic. Sitting here next to No Can Do, who's wearing his Los Angeles Ratchets hat. He's been twerking for the last few minutes. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Yeah, it's awkward in the studio. Sh- shout out to uh, Adam. Adam giving West. me this hat, yeah. Um, My long lost brother. The other, the other side of the co- just coin. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm wearing a ratchet hat. I, I'm not twerking though. Uh, <laughs> that would be not normal. I just got off of like a three day uh, twerk bench. Yeah, kind of, sort of like yeah. that. I got a th- off a three day, fucking uh, what is that shit called? Anniversary, like my marriage anniversary for yeah. you know. How many th- years is it? It's, well, we've been married for three years, but it's my high school sweetheart, so we've been like you know yeah. off and on for like. Do you start? I always years. wondered that because like it's always weird. Like, do you start and like what? How do you define breakups? Like it's always like how do I how did a, it's, no like when it's, it's when, when I find a, when, when I find bro- a new boyfriend in a parking lot of fucking Rite Aid. That's how I define. <laughs> We're broken up. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know, that twerking theme. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what'd you do for your anniversary? Tell uh, the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, world. Um, we, we, went to, uh, we went to fucking, um, what was that shit called? We, did, we went to Magic Palm Mountain. Springs. Oh, uh, Palm Springs is nice. Yeah, and we just laid around and like, you know, just we ate a lot. We ate and, you know, we, you know, drank. Well, after a few years of marriage, that's about all. You're like, yeah, let's just eat and drink. <laughs> but she got two days off of work, which she never gets. And then I got two days from three, two, two to three days without thinking about like rap or like, you know, fucking like studios or like uh, writing. What's, what's that like? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, I bet. Like, I, I feel totally recharged now. I'm ready to like, you know, attack, attack the world with all this, you know, vacation energy. That's yeah. cool. I I went to pay dues, ha! Uh, which was you know, just, I did not do that. Yeah, I went to pay dues. I saw Macklemore, mm. who um I basically described as like he's like atmosphere of God loves sucking. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. I'm gonna gentrify. <laughs> Yo, he is like. I'll be honest. I tried to give Mac the Boar the benefit of a doubt. I saw him once about two or three years ago in Austin, and he was like rhyming over only like he was rhyming over like Beirut and like all these like indie songs, like kind of like shit that would have been kind of cool in like 2006, 2007, but it was like 2010, 2011. It was like 2011, yeah. And it just seemed really corny. But I was like, all right, whatever, fun. It's another white rapper. Yeah, he's gonna just have. But was that like after he amassed all those fans? Or no, was that before it was like w- during the like the rise of where he was getting kind of like I feel liberal arts college. I mean, I don't know. Like I feel like him and Danny Brown were like running parallel lives, right? Yeah, completely. At the same time, they were like like basically like sweeping through the indie shit. And Danny wrote Radio Song and Macklemore wrote Thrift Shop. And, yeah. And, you know what? I don't even think Thrift Shop's honestly a bad song. It's, it's like, a great song. Like, I, you know what I mean? The beat kind of sounds like a, a slightly wacker version of the funeral song the Clips did. Mm-hmm. And 
you know what? It's a good concept. Like, I, I totally respect someone writing a funny concept, like, novelty hit. Like, that's what we're going to kind of talk about. That's sort of what inspired this week's episode, actually. I, f- I, f- I feel like, like, as being, as being like a, like an OG, like, blipster from, like, the early 2000s, like, when I heard Thrift Shop, it just reminded me of when I was, like, actually broke and going to thrift shops to buy all my clothes. Dude, my, my coat game will smash Macklemore's coat game. I've seen you with some nice, nice coats, Fuck for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, smash on. I, I like, and I live my, in LA. I don't even have a reason to have them. <laughs> my daughter likes the thrift shop thing. You know, she likes that song. Yeah. But me, as an adult, it's like, no, I like money. I like I like, yeah, like Gucci. I'm gonna pop some Barneys. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah. But I, I feel it though. But like, he was so bad, and he um he's just so corny. He's just and he sounds just like Atmosphere, like mm-hmm. just like Slug. And you're like, uh, you can't do that. I mean, I guess then again, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I kind of give Bronson a pass, who sounds just like us. You can't give Bronson a pass and not, and not give Macklemore. Like you want to know what it is? There's there's just if you're funny, it will it will make it will. It doesn't matter. It yeah, gets yeah. rid of everything. If, if you, you take yourself funny, too seriously, yeah. you leave uh, opportunities for people to make fun of you in which you can't defend He's like yourself. so serious. He's like, guys, we only have one night to live. Let's. Uh, there's only one April 2nd, 2003. And you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, what, yeah, like yeah. And like, everyone's like, oh my God, let me smoke my G-Pen. I don't know. Like, which I did. <laughs> did you so. just give G-Pen a shout out? I've been seeing him tweet left and right. Shout yeah. out to G-Pen. I don't yeah, smoke sh- weed, but uh, just give me one. Man, and I'm like, trying to get an endorsement deal. I feel like. Uh, Shots fired. We should be endorsed by G-Pen. I'm going to talk to them that's about our, this. Yeah, that's, that's the target demo. That's yeah, everybody listens to this shit while they're Dude, high. you would have to be high to listen to me talk. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that anyone would want to hear me speak not on I drugs. I didn't see... Back, back to the drugs, Macklemore thing. Back to the Macklemore. I didn't see him perform at Pay Dudes, but I saw him perform at, uh, on, on a fucking uh, Saturday Night Live because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what old married men do. They watch Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like, I went out last Saturday Night Night. It was live. I didn't cry. But... Uh, <laughs> One thing, it, it was I like I think he, I think he just moves around a little bit too much, you know. Well, that's I gave him the Billy Elliot Award yeah. because he like he like flounces or he like does a lot of flouncing, you know. And like I feel as a as a because okay, Macklemore claims he's twenty nine. There's no way that dude is younger than me. There's just no way he looks white. white don't crack, bro. Yeah, that, white don't crack. That dude looks like Diplo after he's been run through a crack mill. Yeah, like yeah. he's just like a, a meth mill. A meth mill. Yeah, yeah, I use yeah I use meth mill. But you look at like Slug, and when you see Slug perform, I've seen Slug perform hella times. I've seen him do Scribble. I've seen him. And he's great. And Slug is like, I mean, he's basically like it looks like you know he just got a like a a hand job and smoked a joint. Like he's just like, hey man, he just like really it's really like flowy. Slug is kind of based. He's (laughs) Slug is truly based. I I, you know what? Like I'm I'm not a fan of of the last couple Slug records, but I always respect that dude because not he invented kind of the indie grind, but practically like in that in that kind of. Yeah, kinda he, like he, he built his own label, which like is the only one still standing from that era. Who artist run label, with the exception of Stone's Throw, which doesn't even release hip hop half the time. Yeah, you know, true, true. Like, true. He, he built, he, dude, he's fucking from Minnesota, and he made it like to be a star. That shit is not easy. Minnesota's Prince, though. What are you saying? Yeah, but, yeah, but Prince is Prince. <laughs> he's not even more. Morris Day had to get Prince to put him on, and Morris Day is tight. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Shout out to Morris Day. Come on this podcast like you would ever listen to a podcast. The Morris Day is that song, the Bird Morris Day song. Yeah, fuck yeah. The Bird. 
hurt. Man, I'm a big Morris Day fan. Yeah. I wish I had a mirror with me at all times to be like, I don't know what I would do with it, but I would just be like imitating Morris Day. But I'd be like Macklemore if I did that. So I can't really do that. Yeah, no, shout out to Macklemore. Like, hey, what he did with like... I respect his grind and everything. He, what he did, yeah, like his grind is amazing. Uh, him, I mean, he's like the first dude since Sir Mix-A-Lot from Seattle to like... Be like, hey, Seattle, we're back up in this. Yeah. And think about Shabazz how... Shabazz Palaces. Yeah, but Shabazz Palaces is like indie ar- artsy. He's amazing. Yeah, but he is amazing. But it's indie artsy. But he's the first dude to like make a, a mainstream Seattle song. And just like motherfucking <laughs> like Sir Mix-A-Lot, he's got this one song and the rest kind of falls short. I don't know. Put him on the glass was kind of tight. But put him, <laughs> but put him on the glass. That gla- video went real far in 1993. <laughs> but put him on the glass. The video was great, right? Because it was all about the boobs. I wouldn't even say. I would say magical. <laughs> but, the, but was it about the song, you know? I mean, uh, no, but I liked the song. But I liked the video more. I mean, that shit would come on the box like late night. And you'd be like, as a, as a pubescent oh, boy, if you don't like put yeah. them on the glass, like I feel like everybody then you probably like Barbie Girl. <laughs> Yo, whatever. It was a fun song. My sister had the had the CD single. Maybe my daughter listens to that now, Still? and I'm like, should you be listening to this? This is kind of perverted. Kind of like Tyler the Creator's new video it had a little Barbie Girl in it. I didn't see it. It's like Synecdoche, New York meets Barbie Girl. Oh uh, yeah, it's good. It's dope. I like Wolf. Spell Synecdoche. Synecdoche. S Y N E C D O C H E. Yeah, uh, really? You I think that. so. I don't know. Anyway, uh, spell check yeah, this podcast. But Pay Dudes was cool. Like I realized also that uh, the Wu Tang logo is like nostalgia now. Like it's like these kids who are like 21 years old now have the Wu Tang logo, and mm. it's like. It's like their shit. It's like, like, like tie dye. That's what I was saying. In I was going to say, it's like when you see a kid with like the Thundercat Panther logo on their chest yeah. or like the, you know, totally. Something yeah, like that. that was crazy. I mean, there were some really good before. Juicy J, still the greatest man on earth. Yeah, yeah. Trinidad James, still just Trinidad James. I mean, how many songs did, did he perform? He plays like five all, songs. All gold, everything five times. He just like whoops a lot. Like, you know what I mean? He's just like, turn up, turn up, turn up. And you're like, shut up. And he like started a, he had a drop your panties chant, a what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas chant, and a pop a molly, I'm sweating chant, obviously. Yeah. And he just, then he played Bowers Harlem Shake and he Harlem Shake. And I was like, oh my God. The did he do the real Harlem Shake or did he do No, that? he doesn't know the real Harlem Shake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't I don't the know. Contract. There was some good, but Killer Mike killed it, obviously. Shout out to Trackstar. And I mean, if his name is Killer Mike, he's got to kill Freddie it. Freddie Gibbs is awesome, obviously. We, um, have, we had Freddie Gibbs on this podcast yeah, last week. He, yeah, yeah, two weeks ago. Freddie Scott, Gibbs, for a motherfucker that stays high a lot, he like makes a lot of poignant like fucking re- like remarks like succinct little remarks that are just like oh i re- i remember that and i took that with me yeah it's my yeah. theory of like you know every time like anybody that's that good at making music is always like so much sharper than you would think they would be even if they like juicy j i bet you like could come in here and like give you a lesson on the music business in eight minutes and you'd be like whoa how did he i interviewed juvenile once and i was like i love juvenile man. yeah man juvenile had some knowledge to drop really i, I forgot it all because i'm not that after sharp. after you dropped the knowledge did he go you dig <laughs> you heard <laughs> first i pressed up some cds you dig that's how he does. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're about to bring in Andy Rosen, Dr. Rosen Rosen. If you don't know, if you haven't seen Fletch, you should see Fletch and catch that reference because he'll have a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. But like everyone's like, shut up, Jeff. Um, no, Cam's like looking at me like, okay, dude. Um, I'm just doodling, bro. I don't just, judge, man. I'm just, just doodling. Hey, man. You want to talk about the name of, of this episode? I don't even know the name of this episode. The name I don't it, know, is this an episode? I thought we just we're just talking to each other. I don't know. I'm so sober and it's so early. Um, oh, I've been smoking uh, weed lately. Oh I smoked God. weed a few times. I mean, 
like recently. Congratulations. It's, yeah, it's, it's really fucking helped. G Pen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to G Pen. I'll probably never do it again for like the next five years. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, Congratulations. It's, it's, that, it's, that, it's that anniversary shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the episode is going to be, it, it is called Animico Pop because we're going to talk about history of pop rap and kind of crossovers. And we thought Andy would be a good guest because, you know, he is one of the few people, I'm not really a pop music fan, but there are a few people that make really good, interesting pop music, and Andy's one of them. Uh, you should check out his remix of Drake Forever and the Meg Meyer stuff. And is Taylor, is Taylor Swift? Is she pop? Is she, yeah, she's that. I mean, she's I like fuck cu- with Taylor Swift. You fuck heavy, with, yeah. <laughs> you, you and Sugar Free. Hey, oh, Sugar Free likes Taylor Swift. Sugar Free wants to marry Taylor Swift. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Sugar, well, oh, I would love to hear the song that Taylor Swift wrote about Sugar Free oh after they God. broke up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would just love to have like sugar, like Taylor Swift listening to street gospel, like just a video of Taylor Swift listening to a sugar free, yeah, like just being like Heavenly Father who art in heaven, <laughs> quick gave me a beating up Pomona's on his head now. Hey, like yeah. Taylor Swift, why art thou bullshitting? <laughs> low key, low key. I like. I don't. All right. I can't. Uh, I don't want to sound. This is going to sound pretty bad, but no, I, I can say it like this. I like white girls from the south. Way more than I like white girls in anywhere else in America. I don't have time to psychoanalyze that. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know, man. I just fuck with them, like you know, yeah, like I do not fuck with white girls from the south. So. I mean, as long as like, as long as they don't say any weird racist. I don't know if that I, they don't say it to me. I don't. I don't ever hear that. They but in terms of their taste, say, yeah. I, I don't. I just feel like like L.A. has this fucking myth of the melting pot. Like mm-hmm. this is the melting pot. Yeah. But it's more like the fucking a bento box in which there's everything there, but there's dividers in it, and sometimes the rice fucking falls inside the seaweed. But in the south, I don't know if you get a really expensive bento box. I don't think it matters. <laughs> you get that high premium bento box, which is everyone is just yeah, yeah. But it's just you got to be rich. Yeah, in the south, white girls are kind of like. Eh. They're they're at least fucking they they at least have have soaked up enough like fucking I mean it's a, they're surprisingly worldly and they're sweet you know and they have that accent they draw, I don't know about, draw the I don't know about surprisingly worldly I mean whatever I mean I'm sure there are like there, I met plenty of nice southern I not really any of the girls none of the southern girls I met were like that awesome <laughs> I'm gonna be real I'm sure they exist but like none of them were that awesome they were all like they're like you talk to them for a while and like you're like alright when are they gonna tell me about Jesus when are they gonna tell me about George Bush or like some kind of Republican thing you're like just waiting but you're just, just waiting you're just, wait, you're just waiting for something I bad started, to happen just by man. the end I just started telling them I was like I'm a Jewish atheist <laughs> who's very liberal I just like I was enjoying it <laughs> like, and like yeah you're okay Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, you're just waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's, bad. Yeah. It's, I mean, if, if you, if you have to go into it with a, you have to go into it with an open mind. But I have lots of love for Baton Rouge regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Good. It's, Baton a, Rouge. it's a wonderful city. Um, well, let's bring in Andy. Andy. Yeah. Pop a squat, man. Step up. Step up to the mic. Here, you can use my coaster. Oh, that's hospitality, yeah. right that's there. That's how we, yeah. He's hey, the, that is that is like a what is that? That's not a big gulp. Song. That's like a that's like a like a like a little big gulp. It's like a little it's just a gulp. It's just a gulp. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you as well, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Welcome to Shots Fired. Nice. Don't you do one of these? Don't you? Do yeah, one I do. But we do it. We do it. We do it from home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We don't like to come into the Earwolf offices. It's evil up in here. <sighs> nah, <God>. man. <laughs> don't explain <laughs> all those hexes that. I do you have a water cooler in your house? <laughs> no. See, that's yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. See. 
Geoffrey parking in your house because yeah, we, we don't. don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tape at your house. Um, all right. Well, we thought you know we were like going to talk about pop rap, obviously, and sort of what it means, where it's gone, uh, evolved. We're going to play eight hundred songs. No, we're not going to play eight hundred songs because Andy has to leave it at noon. So we're we're going to get in and out of here, listeners. We're, we're, we're the, the kids. The, the, fa- the, the kids call it getting it in. We're, like, we're, we're going to get in. Now I just learned so much listening to this podcast. <laughs> we're going to yeah. get in. Yeah, I can. I can hey, be cool. uh, can we have a quick ratchet talk for me though? Because three <laughs> different people have told me what ratchet means, and uh, everyone has a different definition. So Tell me the definitions that, that you got. Okay, one. LL cool one was um, <laughs> someone was trying to explain it like this girl was acting ratchet in the club, which is and yeah. how did they explain it? It wasn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've heard ratchet used in like a positive context also. Yeah. And now you're wearing a Ratchet's hat, yeah. which I didn't know before I was sitting behind you. That's A camo Ratchet's hat? Yeah, yeah. But so I'm asking about Ratchet as in people using we the had word Ratchet ep- lately. We had, a, we had an episode uh, uh, about that. And basically, what I, from what I understand, what Ratchet is, yeah. is like, like hedonistic and unashamed of, of sometimes amoral behavior. Okay. And so like... It can be negative and it can be positive based on your standpoint. Like you could be like, she was ratchet. I really couldn't fuck with her like that. Like she was just she she was you know she you know she was like she was smoking South. in Newport in my car. <laughs> like you I was know, like up, you know <laughs> like we're watching Friday at four o'clock in the morning and I'm so high and I'm her bed is on a not on a bed it's on a mattress on the floor yeah. that's and her kid is in the next room that's yeah. ratchet that's ratchet but that it can also ratchet. be a good thing like she was a she was a cool ratchet she though. was just like yeah, yeah. she, she you know she ratchet. smoked me out with some bad weed you know yeah. no like, i brought me come she on. put the kid to sleep the weed. I mean, you know what kind of a man do you take me for yeah. <laughs> she said fuck me before i have to go to work like you know those these ratchet things you know i'm but, only more confused now because it's, no, it's so no. much good and so much bad at the same time it's so hard to wrap your head around it just depends on like like it's like you know it's like you know trashy and yeah okay okay trashy I'm with you yeah. but sometimes that's a good thing exactly like, sometimes like, that's a Friday like, night it's like, like trashy that you remember trashy meets crunk okay <laughs> like, I'm with it it does not meet crunk never <laughs> meets crunk well that's crunk is 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 it's southern is is it mean it's, it's southern, but crunk is like Played like crunk out. shit might get broken when things are crunk. You know, there's a lot of shit dudes. might get broken when it's ratchet. Yeah, but that's only when ratchet goes wrong. Like when ratchet but there goes can be right, male ratchet and female ratchet, and male ratchet could shit could get broken. Isn't ratchet mostly used in describing females though? What usually, but it's also sl- it's also a gun term. Dude, it can be a gun term. That's too. some New York shit though. That's <laughs> some New York, New York shit. Term. And New York, you know, like New York yeah. just learned how to have fun with their hip hop. Like yeah. since you know, yeah. like recently. They're they're being really hard for a while. Uh, me too. There's I no empathize. no New York other than Jiggy, yeah. In which involved having a lot of money. There's yeah. no like down to earth like fun. Like I didn't think like the hip hop community knew how to have fun there. Yeah. Until you know everything turned purple. They only know how to have fun when <laughs> champagne is involved. Exactly. Because <laughs> New York is so fucking expensive. Like I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, so I, who'd you, the history of, I mean, the interesting thing about rap, I think, is that it starts out as, I mean, it doesn't start out as pop, but the first commercial thing is pop. I mean, Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight, it's totally a pop song. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have Curtis Blow, like, the breaks, not really These a pop song. These are the breaks. But now in hindsight, it kind of sounds like, you know, he had some, he was the first person to ever post shirtless on, on a cover, Curtis Blow, so we're going to call him pop. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like people that day they were swinging for the fences, man. I mean, they they had a new sound, they had a new style. Yeah, and he had Russell Simmons managing him, Young Rush. Yeah, so I mean, that was I mean, but 
you talk about the 80s. And then there were other stuff. There was like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't know what that is. They had a song called Genius. It was Andre Harrell. Andre Harrell? He, one of the guys who like runs. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, he, he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. And he they, they sampled. Uh, Wasn't Andre Harrell like Puff Daddy's like fucking like. He in, Puff Daddy interned for him for a bit or yeah, some shit? Yeah, at Uptown Records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was supposed to put out uh, Ready to Die on Uptown Records. And then Puffy, you know, cried and bitch fit and then left. And he's like, I'm going to be Puffy and became Puffy. And it's basically. We'll save that for the What If episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically, you know, fucking every. I, I have this fucking I, I, idea mm-hmm. that like. All right, like there's like DC Comics, right? Yeah. And then there's some guy that's like, I want to have this comic book about blank, blank, blank. And they're like, you can never do that here. And then he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to start my own. And then they go start something. And then it like is bigger or right. It it actually like kind of just shits on the old one, you know? It's like it was like the source and then double XL and then mm. nothingness. That happens. That happens. I think it always happens. (laughs) It'll never. Yeah. I don't know if it'll ever happen again with another magazine. But I mean, (laughs) what the fuck is a magazine? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I run a popular blog. (laughs) My blog will tell you all about magazines. Magazine Um, podcast is the new magazine. Read my talk. Those four female listeners, we have love blogs. <laughs> I, would, I would think we have, we'd have like two by now. Like I, I think, think we, I think like legitimately we have seven. We have seven, all right, for sure. <laughs> we haven't let you get in a word. No, I don't even, no, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. Just waiting. I don't know what to fucking talk about. I don't know what to ask you. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, it was the genius rap song that sampled Tom Tom Club, Genius of Love, and then they called the genius rap. So that was still at the point where hip hop songs were, you know, uh, Bombado was, you know, sampling fucking you know craft work and shit mm-hmm. like they were just like on the autobahn yeah we will just sample <laughs> we will just rip off shit because i mean sampling technology wasn't you know you just have a band come in and replay it yeah you know and then houdini dallas and pop shit freaks come out at night yeah that was tight <laughs> that's, yeah that's all you have to add to that i'm just like, oh, like okay i'll just keep on keep on reading off my list of keep, notes hey just keep on i mean list work bro all you, right you, you know all right let's just say fuck it all right then fat boys right obviously yeah. what's the fat boys pop it was just kind of fat boys was pop what was that movie that they Dis- had disorderly disorderly yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your face <laughs> yeah that was something yeah you're not, too, I like you're not too into male nurses or what consecutive They're male nurses right i don't know i just the, remember I guess I kind of like that, but I can remember being little and I didn't think they were legit. But they were kind of legit right when they came out, right? Well, they were amazing. I have no idea. I was. They're amazing at beatboxing. Yeah, I mean they uh, Buffy the. Are you saying that like uh, genuinely right now? No, they were they were great beatboxers. I mean, you couldn't be a mediocre beatbox and get a deal in like 1986. (laughs) Like you had to be like Biz Markie. That guy can fucking that that guy makes beats better than 90 percent of rappers. Yeah, every time every time I beat the way every time I beatbox, (laughs) my chest hurts, yo, because that (laughs) that that noise right there. That's like for somebody with asthma. That shit asthma? is the fucking. I mean, I don't know. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I live in it's LA. Weed, it's that evil weed smoking you've gotten into. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana. It's madness. all those drugs that you smoke. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, that beatboxing is hard as fuck. I feel we should start. Whatever. But you know who I think was the real first, like, uh, in in this lineage. I mean, you could say Run Run DMC was street shit that happened to crossover. Beastie Boys was. I mean, I don't know what. I wouldn't call the Beastie Boys pop. Like, they definitely were, like, fat of a punk tradition, and then a hip-hop tradition. So, all right, so first off, what, is what makes something fucking, what makes something pop? This is your question. I yeah. mean, I, I, I did a little thinking about this, and I, I kind of wasn't looking back at that far. I was more in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a real turning point is uh, Fresh Prince. 
Yeah, I was about to go into Fresh Prince. Um, you, didn't, you didn't answer yeah. this question, though. What is pop? What is pop, bro? Uh, okay, pop is... Well, there's two different things. There's the crossover stuff that you're talking about that's like a song that comes out of maybe a legit place that crosses over and becomes popular music. Yeah. Then there's dudes in the studio that are trying to make something for the radio and make something popular. Okay, Flow Rider. Uh, Flow Rider. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect example. Flow Rider, they're like in the studio. It's like a chemistry thing. We talk about Flow Rider every fucking really? week. Yes. In, in a positive or a negative way. It just I like his way. Fascinating. Te- I like right? his way. He's fascinating. It, it, nothing. It, Flo Rider is just. He's amazing. He he he's a kind of artist, and I I hope I'm not disappointing too many Flo Rider fans. I feel I don't know what he brings to the table. Like I feel like it's tank tops. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't even know what he looks Yo, like. He, I I seriously don't know what he looks like. His he inspired Macklemore's tank top game. That no one had ever said. Like, I mean, I have so many kinds of tank tops. Inspired he inspired by LeBron's hairline game. Yo, yeah, really. Yeah. He inspired the like the you know not fifty set totally on steroids, but just on a little bit of steroids. But is he the kind of guy like when Flo Rider walks into a room or say it's like backstage at uh like the Hot ninety seven Summerfest or whatever, like. Are all the other rappers like going up to him, and are they excited to see him? I think when you're that, I don't think Florida gives a fuck about well, any of that. I feel yeah. like Florida is like we had this conversation. There's Florida, yeah. there's Pitbull, there's there's guys who rapped really, really well and were underground for a very long time yeah. and made this choice. Yeah, I am yeah. never going back to being broke. Well, yeah, we'll so get whatever to whatever it I takes. Am. Yeah, yeah. Will I am. Perfect we'll example. That. We'll get back. We'll whatever get there. Whatever yeah. it fucking takes. Like I'm going to stay on the radio. And, you know, it's like, technically all these guys, Will I Am, fucking Pitbull, Florida, like, technically, their pin games are great, you know, they, they got cool <laughs> styles, but you'll never see that again, because they don't want to be, no. they don't want to fucking ride that, ride that line, you I, know? Yeah, I feel like Fresh Prince, but I feel like even Fresh Prince was not trying to go pop, he was just trying to tell, because it was a storytelling time, you, you think he was? But obviously he wanted to be popular. I mean, but, okay, so what song are we starting with, with him, Parents Just Don't Understand? Parents Just Don't Understand. It's fantastic, the video, fantastic. But also, he was 16 or 17 years old when he was doing that shit. 18 years old. And think about when you're 16 or 17 years old. All you want to do is be on the radio. You don't want to, you know. But also, at the same time, like, he was writing what he knew. It wasn't like he was, like, a 30-year-old man trying to write songs. I feel that's also a difference. When you're, like, like, in your 30s and you're trying trying to imagine what you would like as a 16-year-old 15 years after you were This is a real meta conversation. We need to go on a break. Yeah, we're going to go on a break. We'll talk about this afterwards. We're here with Andy Rosen, <laughs> No Can Do, Jeff Weiss. I feel like we just firing shots at we just jumped into a 16-year-old man's brain and a 30-year-old man. Life's crazy. It's going to get weird. We'll see you guys <laughs> in a second. Shots fired. What's up, listeners? You should stop by the online Earwolf store and grab some new stuff. We got Earwolf hoodies, show t-shirts, posters, digital downloads, and other things. Our store is fully stocked special for all you Earwolf fanatics. You got to come check out our stuff and our stash and our, our things. <laughs> While you're in there buying a different t-shirt for each day of the month, make sure to check out our new Earwolf calendar. Each month has graphics and quotes from your favorite Earwolf shows. Like, go forever, bro. You're definitely going to need at least one copy for your office, one for your kitchen, one for your home gym, and anywhere else you need to look up and remember what day it is. So don't forget to visit our store at Earwolf.com. And as always, thank you, really, for listening. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> oh, oh, we are. Yeah, man. Uh, we're recording. Coming down the boards. All right. So we're, we're talking. Rosen, Rosen, I mean, I feel like, do you ever have that, like, where you're just like, God... 
how am I going to make something that like a 16 year old would like? No, well, I, I, that was a big turning point for me is, mm-hmm. uh, when I first got to LA like five years ago, I was doing lots of those sessions where I was working just with songwriters trying to get in the brains of like kids and like A&R people will send out, I once had a collage sent to me, and I think it was for One Direction. This was like two years ago. Uh-huh. And so the, Wait, was the collage like, called Tumblr? No, no. <laughs> no, it, it was, was like, like Bop Magazine cutouts. <laughs> it was like, I think the brief was like, hey, we're looking for songs for uh, this new boy, British boy group. We want it to be like the monkeys, but like new. And the A&R sent me like a collage that she had made of like all this fucking weird like pop culture stuff. But I was like, this is so dumb. Uh, and like, I, bonus points if you get Instagram in the song. And I have no problem <laughs> with One Direction, but like, I always had a hard time like sitting down and like, it's fun to be like, oh, what would like a 16 year old sing and whatnot? Totally. But I think you bring up a really good point with like Will Smith. There's a difference that if it's like actually something, I would argue Will Smith wanted to sing about that. Yeah. I hope that someone wasn't like, you're going to do a song about parents, parents not understanding you. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, I feel like it might not have. It, there is something kind of genuine about that song. The more I think about it, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, was, even like I think I could beat Mike Tyson. Like, just seems like yeah. you're just high one day and you're like, oh, I think I could beat Mike. Tyson. It just seemed like it was like coming from like a. I mean, should we play? I mean, everyone's heard. Parents just don't understand. I don't think we. I I had the similar story uh, when I first moved back from Oakland. I was like trying to play the game for a bit. Yeah. And I was uh, some Interscope A and R wanted me to write for this child rapper named Key Swag 3000. Right? Shut the fuck, fuck up. Why did that I not put, go? I put that on every <laughs> drop of blood in my veins. And so, you know, like I played her my music and I, you know, I was told her what I do and da 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 And she, you know, she's looking at me like, like, you know, this is a little bit too hardcore. And then she's like, what do you think about the music here? And, you know, I was like, he sounds too, like too old. Like he sounds like he's talking about things that kids don't listen to, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, immediately, like I, you know, and I, and I have kids around, or, you know, I have, my daughter's like was three or four years younger than the kid at the time. And I was like, yeah, I, just, I wouldn't want my kids listening to that. You know, like, you know, they still listen to kids, Bop. And then, like, about like month after this song, Hot Cheetos and Takis came out. You that know? song's awesome, by the way. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that song is a great song. I was like, this Unironically, is, it yeah. is a great song. I was like, this is what kids like. And yeah. you have this guy talking about like fucking chains and like cars and weird shit. Like, kids just want hot cheetos and takis. Yeah. If you, you take anything away from this episode, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's but, like that little mama song, Lip Gloss, was so awesome. Yeah. And what has little mama done since Lip Gloss? She ran up on stage at the Grammys, I believe, once, but that was about it. Was that on a, uh, was that for when MIA was performing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Her and MIA were kicking it heavy when like, when fucking like multicolored like leggings were popping, mm. that's where they they bonded over multicolored leggings. That's a good thing to bond over. Yeah, I mean, I think I think she kind of like wants Shri to Lankan be from politics. I think she kind of wants to be from London, low key. Like I little think, mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's well, like, she's from the generation of Harlem or New York where no one wanted to be from New York. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll sure. we'll get to jibs. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, jibs. Yeah, yeah. mims. 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 Jibs, Mims. Um, we're getting there. Dibs, we're getting there. Ribs. So Fresh Prince, <laughs> I, I mean, I think like, but I think really, if you want to talk about it, the first rapper where they were like, fuck it, like the first underground, the Will I Am model, right? That underground rapper is a little older, was was Hammer, I think, was like, Hammer's like, fuck it. Because Hammer was like a, a bear, he had bit respect in the Bay. Mm-hmm. And then he, I, I, he still does, I think everyone still respect, everyone's come around three, 360 yeah. degrees on Hammer. Even when he went broke, motherfuckers were just like, damn, Hammer went broke, fuck. <laughs> Like, God damn it. Like, now we're, the kids aren't going to get free baseball cards every year. Like, what the fuck Hammer was doing with all his money? Yeah. You know? Well, he had, like, you know what was crazy? He had, like, 
it was because of the stage show. He was like making no money because he had like seventy dancers and like a hundred cars and like yeah. you're like no, you can't. I do think that. Rick, Rick Ross wrote wrote you know his biography. Like, well, that's why he thinks I got he's MC Hammer. Cars, a whole <laughs> lot of dancers. They yeah, take him think, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So I mean, Hammer. See, I, I my definition of pop, and you guys can obviously you know defer, is when somebody is like always shifting with the trends too, because that's like all right, I have to like so with Hammer. You knew it was like that because he, he he made Can't Touch This, which we, we're not going to play because everyone's fucking heard that song. It's a great, I mean, it is a great pop It's a pop good single. tune, too. It's a great pop I mean, yeah. who doesn't like Rick James? Right. You know? Yeah, who doesn't like Rick James? Yeah. I'll punch a man in the face for more, saying they more, don't like Rick James. Mormons. <laughs> more, Mormons, fuck that. Mormons like Mormons, Yeah, Mormons love Rick James. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more than, <laughs> like You go to those, those Salt Lake City, like, no liquor, like, liquor allowed clubs, you'll yeah. hear some Rick James. You know, like, low-key, like, I, I just had a, had a vision of, like, you know, like, you can't touch this being, like, sung by, like, a Mormon virgin, like, you know, late teen girl to yeah. her boyfriend. Dude, let's you do that. We can do a book about it. <laughs> we'll just have her be a vampire. <laughs> you're bringing, this is weird though all these songs that you're bringing up uh, I, obviously we're, we're talking about the good ones so far yeah. in a weird way well because it's making me like the-, the songs even more for some reason because it does seem like they do like I'm imagining Hammer when he made that song I if I was it. in that in the studio making that song I'd be like oh shit yeah this, like this You'd is be like please Hammer yeah. <laughs> yeah. no yeah, it was and I loved I mean I was like in third grade I think when that song came out I loved I still have the cassette of please Hammer don't hurt him yeah, yeah. I mean and, and that, please Hammer don't hurt him is the hardest thing to name a fucking record Ever. Yeah, any of that song. That's, I, I like. I even like pray when he's like pray. Oh, you gotta pray, pray. just to make it today. Yeah. That's got that print sample, right? I used to like read. I used to watch Hammer, and like there was like I, I remember like being in fourth grade, and there was like this book of like scary ghost stories, and I would like read Hammer, mm. so I wouldn't be scared because Hammer just got me so hype. That's tight. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? I'm not scared of these New Orleans ha- weird Bayou ghosts. Ha- <laughs> hammer was your shield and sword. Yeah, Hammer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was like, but you couldn't do that with Vanilla Ice. No. But that see that was because oh, the hammer came in obviously had the Zubaz pants and all that shit mm-hmm. and then I think I mean I think really we should probably play like the hammer <laughs> cross like, you know that hammer when he you knew that he was like the first of his kind was when he did the funky headhunter which was his second album which you guys I don't know if you guys know I don't know anything you know? about the funky so, headhunter so he did. Shout out to Zubaz. Shout out you, to you've shout heard, out to giving people roundhouse kicks wearing Zubaz pants. You probably like heard. In the, like in you the probably heard. Pump, you probably heard pumps and a bump though. Pumps and a bump. Yeah, that was from that was from the Funky Headhunter. Is That's, that where things kind of took a nose? That was when. Yeah. Well, that I, we could say Adam's Family Groove, which we could also play. Which oh, is, I'll get behind that. <laughs> I, but I like Adam's Family Groove. But it's when he did pumps and a bump where you're like, okay, Hammer. no, because I think he was on death row for Funky Headhunter. Yeah. Um, because was Suge Knight. Was, no, he wasn't. He, he was, was on so Giant persuasive. Record. I think. It was yeah no no it did it what he what it was on giant records but it was affiliated with suge knight yeah and then so you're probably pretty sure yeah oakland is not too far from la yeah well suge knight you know what i mean he's money. so persuasive should be on suge knight no but if you look, look, at, look at look at look at the cover look at the cover of pumps and a bump like where it's like hammer like wearing like a like a beanie and like sunglasses and he's got the goatee he looks like a fucking black. security so wait, guard th- right this, now this was <laughs> off of the set this was off the album after that was his follow-up to that was his follow-up. That was his follow-up. Not smart. So no. he was chasing... Because that was 90... He was chasing the, the trend. But also, you have to... Under, I mean, look, Everything changed. 90, 90 to 93. Everything changed. I don't know if there's a bigger difference in hip-hop from 90 to 93. Mm. Like, that might be the biggest difference in hip-hop. Because yeah. if you look at it, you're like, all right, it went from, like, tribe and Afrocentric era, like, X-Clan, like, that shit, like, uh, to, you know... 
to fucking gangster because it was like Dr. Dre and then you have Wu-Tang in the east so it's like everything is like hard as hell and yeah. you can't be like that was when I mean we're talking about the time when uh like EP Bas- ba- basically PCP it was po- <laughs> PCP once PCP hit the streets <laughs> well also also Vanilla Ice we were like this is what we're getting into you know the, it was a time when rap had gone pop you know that, that famous Tribe Called Quest song where he's like hip hop is not pop if you call it that then stop and then what does that mean that means that it, they were trying to keep it as an underground art form which or like the street shit which is where it came from handcuffing hoes ain't good bro <laughs> handcuffing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah you might have to explain the, the handcuffing hoes you know it's uh, handcuffing hoes oh yeah I forgot how many uh, people that don't use handcuffing hoes I know what it means I but know. I don't usually use I mean, it in- I mean it's just like you know just don't be like overly protective over over your girl you know if she loves you she'll be with you anyway right so like with the music thing it's like oh let's keep it real keep it true it's They're like while you're while you're focusing on trying to keep it real and keep it true you're fucking blocking creativity yeah and general fun i like that yeah so you don't hunt you don't handcuff any hoe man you know no, it's like yeah. it's like you're, you you if you have to keep the leash on your dog at all the time that, it's not your dog the you handcuff know? never works because like whatever like anyone does they will always do the opposite like mm-hmm. if you tell them to do something they will always do the opposite. i don't I don't understand how people don't realize that because when they were a kid they always did that whenever the parents would tell them to do they would always do the opposite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm, fools mm-hmm. fools that we are mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i mean i think then ice came in and that was i feel that was like the first big once ice hit hawaii it was over <laughs> <laughs> yo but like even, even again vanilla ice 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 baby probably a good song there is a lesson here you talked about uh vanilla ice went on to do a soundtrack song mm-hmm. not smart Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was the, that was the bed of our episode. Ham, hammer soundtrack song. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Prince uh, Bat Dance still Prince. Oh, that's true. And <laughs> Coolio maybe one of the best soundtrack songs. Best soundtracks song. ever. But at the same time, you didn't have the pop. Uh, uh, I would say Woo Wear a Garment Renaissance <laughs> best soundtrack song ever. <laughs> he didn't have like the pop profile of those other dudes, and that that song was hella, that gave hella him street. that gave him a pop. You know, I mean, he also sampled Stevie Wonder versus like David Bowie. Yeah. Well, the Rick James, pretty hard. But that was a cool move. Can we talk about Coolio for a second? Because he's, yeah, he's, he's in there with because, yeah. around the same time, right? With Vanilla, right? Yeah. Well, also, that's another th- interesting thing because Coolio, again, another guy with street cred, like who he was in WC in the Mad Circle. Like that was a, you know, a real legit LA rap group. And, and then he had that song about welfare, about standing in a county line, oh, which I is love the that most song. honest shit Ever. And then he had Fantastic Voyage, which was sort of, he sampled Lakeside, and he sort of got in on the, like, you know, it's a great song. I mean, Fantastic Voyage is amazing. Yeah. My, my dad, by the way, is Coolio's attorney. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he does Coolio's taxes. <laughs> I was hanging out with Coolio when I was hella young at this bar called Zabuma in Culver City, and I fucking, I was sitting next my dad to was Coolio probably there. at like 4.45 in the morning watching the World Cup. My dad was definitely And I was there. like, this is Coolio. I'm at a bar. This is tight. <laughs> All right. It was a good moment. I mean, because Coolio was everywhere for like a year. How do you not have something after? He never really had anything after. We need to get Coolio on this show. Yeah, you do. I can get that. Well, I can. I think I can make that happen thanks to uh, his tax attorney. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you know. My dad. My know. dad would be like, like, like. All right, you have to give me a commission. I'm like, that. What do you mean? No, but like ten percent, really. Ten. <laughs> hey, you can get ten percent of like all the hits we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want ten percent of of your non-existent commercials. You can, you can get ten percent of our props. What up? 
<laughs> um, Dude, we got to stop saying G-Pen just, without the money, bro. We can't know, do this. I know, I let know. Me, let me make some text. Let's see if we can make this happen right now. Yeah, I, know, I believe Satire is sponsored by them. Hey, satire probably used the G- He probably was the, the test subject dude, for the G-Pen. Dude, I was using that G-Pen all weekend long. It paid dues. Mm-hmm. It was glorious. Yeah. Have you tried one of these weed pens, Andy? No. Do you smoke weed? Uh, not anymore. I mean, no. I do, but as it's as like a once in a year thing. Did you smoke a lot of weed? We did. Like, yeah, me and the wife, it was like, oh, we're in California. And like, we were getting high all the time. Yeah. And then it that it faded off. I think me. you have like, to have, I, I think your, your brain has to be completely backwards to have positive effects for like weed. I, it not, it's not a good thing unless you're like one of those people. Like for me, I, I focus better when yeah. I'm high. The last time I smoked, I sh- my body started shaking for like really? a half hour straight, and I was like, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, that's probably. Was that weed though? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't <laughs> somebody, know. Somebody that was PCP that or was something. PCP. I don't know. Did, did you get a chewy? <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call it. The chewy. So I mean, like, should we play pumps and bump? I mean, ice. Yeah, I would. Lo- I would actually. Right, love we're gonna to play hear pumps and bump because this is sort of like when the cro- the pop crossover kind of gets heroin because it was he'd already pop crossed over and then tried to cross back over into being street and like that's why will i got like will i am is smart because he knew like uh, i can't no looking back yeah, for will i am this is pumps and a bump I'm talking about my homeboys. Don't watch this video because there's a creepy scene with Hammer and a Speedo. How many years is this after? Um, it's three. It's three years. Okay. That's a long break, man. But he was riding the wave probably But he for was three probably years. touring for two years. Yeah. Hey, but he's wor- he's like a, a dancer with Psy now doing Gangnam Style. That's oh, really? tight. Yeah. I mean, Psy's over too, I like right? that he shouted out Killer Mike like two weeks ago. Like, like on- Who's Psy? No, no. Hammer. Hammer? Like Hammer was like on Killer Mike's Letterman performance. Nice. This actually, I take it back. Just don't look at the part where Hammer's in the speedo. But this video is amazing. Hey, the '90s are full of so look many questionable video. things. Look at this like, mansion they have. That's what you can do. That's with Hammer's that real. That's Hammer's real mansion, by the way. That he lost. Oh man, this motherfucker is in a, a <laughs> oh, zebra yeah. speedo. He's not fucking around. He's like, remember when I used to wear those fucking big ass pants? <laughs> now look at my big dick. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. There's like a famous. Oh thing. no! What the wow. fuck is this? Arsenio asked him about this too. Like Arsenio's like, "What is in that speedo?" <laughs> like, you know, this has that. Uh, I've been trying to recreate. You hear the synth line going on? It has the same sound as um, uh, crisscross. Yeah, uh, I it's love that, G- that sound. It's that G in. I've been trying to recreate this party. I just <laughs> like every 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 time I every time I like start to like soak in the video, it's fun. I see Hammer's Hammer Speedo. I know. I'm like I can't. What the fuck? That is the most pause worthy video of all time. What is the, the what What's the top comment on this on this, this is video? Ratchet. It's got It has to be something about his junk, right? <laughs> it has to. be. I bet you Hammer still gets laid just from this video. Dude, the uh, yeah yeah it is. The top comment is whoa hammer, please. The zebra polka dot hammock wasn't necessary, bro. I mean seriously, Mr. Miles should have put some pants on. However, the erection he had during the shoot is understandable. Heck, if I was around a bunch of hot rum shaking girls in bikinis, I would have an erection too. LOL. Wow. <laughs> the next one is MC Hammer got that potato dick. LOL. <laughs> Potato dick. That's on his headstone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, another thing is like, whereas like, please hammer, don't hurt him was kind of an okay album. Like, Mm. Vanilla Ice to the Extreme was the worst album. It was so bad. He had like a song, play that funky music, white boy cover. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's like it was a very hard time for white people, white rappers to find their way in hip hop. Yeah. If you're not from New York. 
Totally. You know, to find their. I mean, I, I bet you it was, just, it was like. But who fucking, else did you have around that time? Like third base? Yeah, your third base. Who else? What about fucking Funk Dubious? When they come out? Funk Dubious was like 92. 92, yeah. Okay. Uh, but they're from New York, though, right? Uh, I think they were Puerto Rican. Funk Dubious? Yeah. yeah. No, they were from LA. They're from LA. They're from LA, but they were also Hispanic. They weren't white. They were, okay. Yeah, they were like a they were like a soul assassins. Son Doobie was definitely Hispanic. Yeah. Later went on to do his own pumps and a bump videos, <laughs> which were not called that. Can, um, can we? Can I just throw in Marky Mark? Well, yeah, Marky Mark is also Marky on my Mark. list. Oh, yeah, man, or share a brain. Yeah, that mm. song, Good Vibrations, is fucking legit. It's a great for me. song. Can it's we play? Song. Can we play it? Can we play, can we play it? it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also, I mean, could, you know, the the woman who sang on it was like a house music legend and shit. Mm. Like, you know, she it was not a it was not a joke. I mean, it was a joke. <laughs> and what's the sample from that? I don't know. What does, is hey, does it count as like Mar- Lolietta Holloway was the woman who sang on it? But. Does, does Marky Mark does he count as like one of the guys that had street cred and then went on to make a pop song, or is he like the guy that just made the pop song? Like, no, nah, he was the guy that made the pop song. Got yeah. the fuck out. He was smart. Marky Mark is one of the smartest people like to ever. I think make to music because he got the, the fuck out because he was world. like I'm a Calvin Klein model I'll just go to Hollywood and be an actor and eventually produce Entourage and be the star of Boogie Nights Yeah, kind of one like Marky Mark all the time I mean look at like Will Smith kind of did the same thing but Will Smith had a little bit more cred was able to kind of go back and do but Will Smith never tried to make a hard song he was smart he knew never. exactly his lane Yeah, alright look at this alright here we go Marky Mark come on, come drug on, free on, so get the on. crack up if you were a white guy in 1992, like, into hip-hop, like, you secretly liked this song if you were 11 years old. Kind of voyeuristic, isn't it? There's another... There were... There's a Calvin... Because that's where they put him in the Calvin Klein ad. They're like, oh, you are perfect. This is similar to the Vanilla Ice video. Similar I to that. Know, it's, With the dancers, right? Yeah. Well, what, what eventually got Vanilla Ice and what got MC Hammer, I think, and what ruined it for them and, like, pop rap in general, in living color. What do you mean? In, you never saw the skits where in living color, they mercilessly ripped on... Both MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was like white, white baby with Jim Carrey. Yeah. Legendary. But that's not enough to ruin somebody's career, Dude, that, man. that was... In Living Color, 1992, 1993, devastating. Great. Oh, the rhythm and the rhyme. So, I, I would take this over House of Pain, Jump Around. <laughs> Jump Around, know, better, so- better song... But the camp value of this alone is hilarious. Whereas I laugh when I hear this, jump around, I'm like, oh, just don't play that again. I uh, I played Jump Around. It's a great, it is a great song, though. I played Jump Around at Interscope in an A&R meeting, pretending it was mine, because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> and the guy did not think it was funny that is one of the fun- Oh, they don't have senses of humor now. They don't do it. It's yeah, like, that would explain the music, music is supposed to be fun. Yeah. That's uh, a great tune right there. Yeah, it is, it is an amazing tune. And then, well, then you have, then you had around this time, like there was this whole hip hop thing where being pop was like the worst thing you could be for. Like EPMD had crossover. Yeah, which was a fucking crossover hit. Which was a crossover for hit. them. Yeah, which was the biggest hit to date, in fact. Yeah. yeah. And the, I always think about Kanye was like posted on when he had like a blog for like eight minutes when he was like blogs are the future until he's like eh, a lot of work here. Yeah, like <laughs> got a lot of work. You could probably Twitter more and get more fans and they will listen to your music than your blog. Yeah. But um, this is like the irony is. Like, I feel like you could, like, be better on Twitter and just get more Twitter followers and, like, just sidestep the whole blog thing. Because no one reads. Yeah, man. It's, it, people snack their information. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, then EPMD had that. And then, anyways, Kanye was like, like, this is the best song, but, like, the whole point is to cross over. So, like, by 2010, when he did that, or 2009, it had already, the mentality had changed. But I think, you know, I, I, I want to give credit to, like, Puffy for making, like, yeah, it, like, he made it, like, uh... 
Because I feel like what Death Row was doing is like they were cross crossing over, but they weren't admitting anything. Totally. They were just like, no, we're still street and but like, you know, but we're way, way, way out of out of the hood, you know? Yeah. Whereas like Puffy is like, no, no, I'm just bringing the hood with me to you know to this and like you know we or, or like what puppy did with biggie it's just like we're jiggy we're fucking you know we're flashy but and yet and still we're still the same dudes that used to tote gats and blah 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 you totally know? well then you also had like you know you had third base was like ripped on the pop goes the weasel which was you know it was like a i remember watching that on yum tv raps when i was a kid mm-hmm. like yeah this, that's a good tune they, they would like smack around the baseball bat and just beat up like vanilla ice like yeah you know and there was i mean there was the you i feel ha- like there's like there's a lot of hate from white rappers to vanilla ice because they were like oh you took my shot yeah we talked about this white rapper it's like it's like the thing like my my friend dean shout out to dean who writes for a passion of the Weiss, but he he was like man you need to lay off macklemore and i was like you know white on rap white on white rap fan hate is the worst yeah yeah because yeah. it's like it's like it's like one of those things where it's like alright this is you're not everyone so like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't and so Vanilla I think that was the thing with third base where they looked I like at how somebody like, was like the voice of reason like no you need to stop man it's getting it's getting too you're going too far yeah like, somebody had to be and it was yeah. gonna be MC Search <laughs> oh no I'm saying somebody had to tell you to oh, stop hating on Macklemore <laughs> oh with me I, like, I, I never said I never written a bad word about the guy but I was like at this show and I was like he is the biggest rapper mm. out right now and I was like and he is a pop I mean he's a pop rapper too and he's but he's different because he is one of those guys who had I don't know if he had an underground cred. He paid his dues. Nah, he's he's underground. Like he's underground West Coast. Like he's affiliated with like all like Blue Scholars and all those dudes yeah. up there. Like he's one of those dudes that figured out. <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. But <laughs> he's one of those dudes that figured Sorry. out. I need. That's why I don't rap I, though? I, I, I need That's to why make I didn't a rap hit. though? Because I was like, you know. You could be a pretty mediocre rapper. Like I heard myself and I was like, oh, you could be pretty average. <laughs> And I was like, why would I want to be an average rapper? Like, yeah. I was like, like it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, I'd yeah, rather yeah. be a good writer and do other things. Yeah. Tell I'm slightly above average writer. Yeah. But then being a, you know, who wants to be a media? There's no point to be a mediocre rapper. Do you think, like, rappers should try to make pop records or? If your career's not going anywhere. You think? Like, if you have nothing yeah. going on. I like, don't think it works, though. So. I don't think if they're trying. Works. I think all these examples that were a lot of them, the like really good ones, I don't think they were that planned out. I don't. I would think, say yeah. I would say like Good Vibrations and Vanilla Ice, yes, maybe. But, but like if we're just talking about big pop rap songs that crossed over, yeah, I kind of feel like they were kind of legit accidents. I don't yeah. know why. Most That's like kind of becoming clear to me. Snow, here. Snow Informer, maybe, yeah. maybe. You not think that like, was? You think that was made up or like? You, I think like, that was, that was like more. like they're reaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But I mean, and then you look at like the other one, the crisscross. That was, I mean, there was definitely. A, we were talking about that earlier. Like that's kind of a hard song. Like Nipsey Hussle basically used the beat and made like a street anthem for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same beat, but for crisscross, it's a pop song because if you put kids on it, it's automatically a pop song. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, then you have that, and you have Salt and Pepper. Not really. I mean, kind of pop, but but this is like it's like you put some hot girls on it, and you know, it's gonna sex factor. Yeah, nah, 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 yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Skilo, uh, I wanted to mention Skilo. I wish I was a little bit taller. Is one of my favorite. It's a great song. And that's is very that a pop. pop? Is it pop but or is that, that was, not pop or is that just crossover? That just was a crossover. This is this is what I can say. He, he told me he played that song at the Good Life. For the yeah, first he used time. to do that shit like at open mics and just like it was like like I've seen video of him doing like a verse from that mixed with another verse or like yeah. freestyling like a little part of that and here and there. And I feel like 
I don't know, man. Like when I listen to like I was in the car on the way to like South by a few years ago and somebody brought like the CD with like old Nirvana demos, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, that's one third of that song that became a big hit. I feel like that's what happened with Skilo. Somebody was like, hey, you should do a whole song about that. Part. Well, a lot of it is mm-hmm. a concept. A lot of it is having that concept because if you mm-hmm. have that concept, like if you look at a lot of these, I'm not good vibrations, but like, you know, like a fresh, a fresh prince or like a. Even at crisscross, I mean, like, even it's stupid, but it's like, all right, we'll just have a song about jumping. Like, mm-hmm. little kids like jumping. Like, yeah. You know? Were adults listening to that shit back in the day? That's such a good question. Were they? Because, I mean, that was my world. That was my, yeah, totally. I had, I missed the bus, another concept record that was a pretty big hit at the time. I don't listen to One Direction. It's weird that, like, not, I feel like that, what you just brought up, like, that perspective is so interesting for me to think of now as a producer. Like, listening to, like, one Direction, like, I, I have no concept of, like, actually how big that band is. Big. But, like, like. but they're huge, right? Yeah. But it's just not, like... It's not in your world. It's not in my world. Yeah. But it, it's kind of weird to think of the stuff for us that was, like, our world. Did that mean anything to... Well, I think, like, I mean... look at People like, our age now? I mean, I, I think people, yeah, I mean, well, you asked, like, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, were, like, adults listening to them? I think probably they were. Yeah. Secretly. Secretly. Uh, women were. I think women were. I don't think it. Like, I mean, my wife and daughter, my oldest daughter, my wife, they both know one. The, this is one direction song. I can't. How old your daughter words. now? She's uh ten. Okay. And there's this one one direction song that she knows the words to, or that my wife knows the words to. And I keep calling one dimension and I try to sing along <laughs> with them, but I, I really can't get the beat. And I think I think it's just like that. Like all the kids know it, and then their moms know it because moms give a fuck. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I feel yeah. I think, and then you had like tag team, whoop, there it is, and then you have all the southern shit that popped. But those were those were just like you know strip That's, club songs, basically d- proto strip club songs. Proto strip club. I wonder how strip clubs were back in the days. Yeah, like were they is like oh, the, ratchet? I, I, can ratchet. we? Does Luke have any lost footage? <laughs> Some, I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna take another break, and we're gonna come back and kind of get into puffy. And we didn't even talk about PM Don. We'll talk a little bit about PM oh, Don. Yes, we gotta talk about. Yeah, we do. Puffy PM Don, Black Eyed Peas. What about Naughty by Nature? Drake. We'll be back. Shots fired. Earwolf.com isn't the only place where you can hear shots fired. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating so more new listeners can find the show. Big shout-out to Connie Wilson, Nicholas McElvaney, and Matthew Trumbo for leaving five-star reviews for Shots Fired. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. Shots fired. And we're back. That was, that was the kind of outstanding intro I was looking for. The energy. DMX <laughs> 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 was pop. <laughs> was he really? No, but he popped. He wasn't pop though. Like pop, the pop late nineties. Like lose once he once he made like up in here that that, that song. That was I a, mean, a lot of pop is you know when we talk about it. It's a lot of it's the producer. You know, yeah. a lot of it is like doesn't have anything to do with the rapper. It's just the beat. Like, I mean, then the hook has to be like kind of the hook. Damaged. If you have the hook and the, I mean, you kind of need like the hook, the concept, and the beat. Is really yeah. like a guarantee, the only guarantee you have. And even then, like, I mean, there are songs that don't go pop, you know, that even with that. Yeah, well, I think especially for what we're talking about, hip hop that goes pop, yeah, the music is such a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, we're talking about Puffy. You know, Puffy is kind of, I think, when it kind of transformed from like the, it being this horrible stigma, because he took Biggie, who's pretty much like what, the archetypal like New York underground rapper, right? Like, when apparently when he signed Biggie, like, Biggie was just like, 
rhyming 100 bars, like 120 bars. Like he had no clue when to stop, no hooks, nothing. He just rhymed yeah. and puffy. Oh, so that's really good though. That's like I would oh, love to hear that. Shit. Like imagine, like, <laughs> imagine this dude is like, dude, I just do these hard ass guitar solos. Like, hey, just go record that and let me just take this best part and that best part and put it together. Like, we'll, get a, Di- we'll get a Diana Ross. Let's get some we'll chick to it. sing on this shit. Yeah. Like, like that's the best instrument to have, dude. Yeah. No, completely. So I feel versus like, like somebody that writes bad hooks and like you know twelve bars at a time and <laughs> can't think of anything to rap about. And I feel you like know. oh, I feel but I feel like a lot of Puffy stuff was it was the it was the aesthetic more and like the the themes and it was the concept because I mean if you look at it you're like all right like Mo Money Mo Problems great song not that much of a concept it's just like having more you know what I mean Big Papa just a pimp like really like the concept wasn't necessarily there but those beats were because he was and if you look at even the early stuff the early stuff that goes pop it is that familiar loop mm-hmm. like you look at it he took a, he took the diana ross loop for mo, mo money mo problems he took you know isley brothers for big papa mm-hmm. you know and you look at hammer took super he took uh super freak mm-hmm. vanilla ice took ice ice baby mm-hmm. a lot of it is kind of just stealing like a, like even if you go we're going, I, don't, I don't want to say it's stealing because i think like sampling hip-hop was like a general rule at the time yeah. so I, I think like there's there's songs like, but, like you said that didn't pop that was sampling but like, at the same time shit. like you look at primo you look at pete rock yeah they were sampling but they weren't like doing straight loops puffy was one of the first ones to just be like of that generation like because it had gone into a period where like you're like all right you got to dice it up like Oh, you know a bunch of yeah. different ways Puffy was just like we'll take the whole loop mm-hmm. yeah and that you know and that worked because it was simpler you know it wasn't like didn't have the compl- and it, it just was clean also the mixing on those songs was different than everything else that had been mixed before I think it was a very clean mix mm-hmm. like very shiny you look I mean you listen to like a primo song a gangstar song that shit sounds like it was buried in fucking dirt for you know mm-hmm, but Puffy mm-hmm. shit just sounded like you know like a shiny suit sounds like you want to buy it <laughs> <laughs> sounds yeah. like something I'm trying to buy right now so I mean I feel like that I mean do you feel that way like were you did you, were you a fan of Puffy were you a fan of Puffy I was a fan of his stuff mm. not Puffy but like the music he put out yeah a little a little bit but I was much more of a I don't know I was like such a Dre fanatic and then I really liked Tupac and then when Puffy came along I don't know I didn't connect to it as much for some reason right. and I always thought it was so weird that this guy was on every fucking song just talking in the background. Yeah, if you listen to those songs, like, it's so annoying. It's he, crazy. Because it's like every bar, he's got some, like, like little, like, he's like a little golem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he was like, he was like, like a old school MC, not a rapper. Like a Jamaican toaster? But like, not like a, the party MC, like, yeah. you know, like he got, that, I mean, that kind of guy on those songs. But isn't it weird that, that, like, wouldn't you think that, like, okay, if not Biggie, well, someone it. at the label would be like, we got get this guy to stop fucking talking behind these amazing raps like <laughs> i don't know it, well that, he was the label yeah, <laughs> you, yes. you know what i mean like yeah that's, i bet you andre harrell would have been like all right yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just get off the raps but but here's the thing would it have been as fun if there wasn't that element no that's true it would have been, been some shit that you had to take super serious here's the other thing you know? too like there are like, like a fucking tupac record a fucking goth ass tupac if, record with just him if you fucking, listen if you think about back to the songs you, there's a lot of puffy catchphrases you're like eh, 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 eh. like i thought i told you that we won't stop I like you, yeah. you know what i mean like you Bad think about that boy, come uh, yeah. Out and play. Yeah. yeah yeah and then <laughs> 
And then uh, I don't know. I like I like giving the Craig Mack won't be around next year. That was just the funniest thing where Craig Mack was like on the song. <laughs> He's like, "You won't be around next year." <laughs> it's like Craig Mack, you were the ultimate won't be around next year rapper. Yeah, he briefly popped. I mean, there's a lot of artists that went pop for like a single and then just disappeared. But that was mainly the crossover shit. I feel like if you genuinely had like a legitimate underground buzz, you usually don't disappear after one song. Yeah, and also if that song if it Except legitimately crosses over too, I yeah, you Except know, what Young I mean? Dro. <laughs> Young Dro after Shouldering just kind of disappeared. What's something that like? Is there an example that you have over there that's like something that fucking just failed miserably? Do you yeah. know what I mean? That like because we're uh, we're doing a lot more celebrating than I was expecting. Oh really? Like, yeah, but I, in a great way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I feel like uh, the worst pop shit. I mean. <sighs> I don't want to diss certain. I mean, miserably. the Nux record. I love the Nux, but and they're really talented guys. But that was a big fail. This most recent record? No, the one. Well, they put an EP after that K Town EP, which is good. And they, they did put, a K Town EP. It's good. Yeah, That's it's, hard. it's very good. No, and but they put maybe a record called Eraser. Uh huh. And you know, like I love the Nux. I think they're a, like I have to preface this because I do think they're really gifted. Yeah. But they made a pop. They made a pop rock record, and you know what? Honestly, for what it is, it is very good. It's a very well made pop rock record. But they tried to do the Black Eyed Peas thing on Interscope, and they didn't have the support to. It was actually on Cherry Tree, which the Far East Movement's label, same same as Lady Gaga, same as Far East Movement, and they just didn't. It just didn't hit because you have to like. It's you have to be you kind of like it's hard to kind of shift. You can you they never had built like the solid underground cred, and they hadn't also built the solid pop yeah. cred. Even though like they were really good because they just they were also one of those groups that didn't you know put out mixtapes at a time when everyone was putting out mixtapes. They didn't mm. put out. You know, you have to kind of. There's a certain politics that goes into it to get and money. That I think you have radio. to make an infectious pop song first and foremost. It has to be like, well, yeah, call like you know, call me lately. But they did Some have, shit. yeah, call I mean, me maybe like I think it has to be a song. But you need a cosign too. Like you, a cosign really helps. Justin Bieber cosign call me maybe. That yeah. was a big reason why that blew up. Yeah. yeah. Completely, but I feel like you get that co-sign Drake co-sign the, the weekend song is insanely infectious. I guess. I mean, you know? I don't know. Drake co-sign the weekend. The weekend won't pop. None of those are pop songs. The weekend didn't go pop, dude. The weekend's what, all over the radio. What weekend song? What song from the weekend is like on the top of the Billboard charts? I don't listen to any of the weekend, but it's on the radio and shit. It's, it's on the radio. That's that's you know you know you could be in the pool, but like you ain't swimming laps. You know what I'm saying? Like you know <laughs> we need like you. I like I I just feel like like an infectious pop song has to. I mean, come all out. these guys tried to kind of like do like left turns. I think afterwards. I mean, I. I I think I think so few people like let, I don't know the Nux personally. I know that label very well. But wouldn't Cherry you, Tree? Yeah, wouldn't you think though that like they came from this place, they had this cool thing. That felt more like a label being like, let's take this well, pop. As, oh, oh, oh some, I got I got it for you. I got it for you. The worst all time, it's always in our scope. It was Yellow Wolf. It was Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf was the perfect example of Absolutely. somebody who tried to go pop, and you're like, you are so talented, you did everything, you made your name on this, and then for your big break, uh, Wale, uh, another huge example of someone. But we're talking like, I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I mean, we forgot to talk about Do we PM have Dawn. to be so lean- linear? We could you know, I mean, bounce back and forth? Yes. <laughs> but the, the problem is where I think it has to come My from the, the artist. Fun. Yeah. Yellow Wolf, I know this. Uh, I actually know, I know a dude Lambo that was in that project. Hard. I know the guy that actually signed Yellow Wolf to Interscope. Who is he? Uh, we probably shouldn't say his name. Okay. Uh, but Why should we? Talk no, no, I'm it. just saying because we're saying it failed miserably. Okay, we don't uh, want him to like get a Google he, alert or some he, shit. I think he probably knows that. No, no, no yeah. <laughs> and he would be the first to say yeah. that like it wasn't what went down wasn't the right thing. And 
it wasn't coming from Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf wasn't like, I'm ready to make these pop things. It was the label. And I think that's the difference. Where what I heard if was you're like, someone like, if you're someone like Will I Am, Will I Am's like, I want to make some pop stuff right now. Yeah. And it's coming from the artist. And it's a genuine, like, it's a desire. genuine desire. Yeah. And I think that's what See, makes I, a difference. I heard that Yellow Wolf did want to go pop. Like, I mean, also it was the time that era, like, was people were legitimately like trying to make pop song. Like every rapper, like Wale, right? Like Wale was maybe a really reluctant example of somebody who, who wanted Let's to Let's not pop. blame this shit on eras, bro. I feel an artist gets this chance, right? They're like, oh shit, I'm in front of more opportunity and more money than I ever have. And it's like, it's like the flow rider pit bull thing. It's like, I don't want to go back. Fucking Yellow yeah. Wolf was fucking 30 and you know, you know, has, has his, his responsibilities. Yeah. I don't want to go back to maybe having a chance yeah like and you know you might contrive some shit instead of doing exactly doing exactly what you did like especially when you have all these new resources you right. know yeah. these producers want to work with me that i never had, had a chance to work with or whatnot and you know you're not as as an artist as a rapper like you know like i think sometimes like man maybe i should try this instead of like sticking to you know what makes me special, you know? Because you might not think what makes you special is worth the world hearing. So, uh, damn. But when you argue that, like, I don't know, like, Yellow Wolf still might have a shot. It just wasn't that, however they executed it on the big scale of what they were going for, it was the wrong execution. Yeah. And like, there's probably so many factors well, you need, involved I, I in think, that. I think a lot of his timing, I think, like, you need to, like, you need to kind of build that base. And he hadn't really built that base. So, like, he wasn't big enough so like when like, he lost all of his fans that were like he'd only had for like a year like it's not like he'd been building songs for like seven or eight years and that was like his like chance like yeah and it's all marketing business is all like what like product marketing and fucking you know, i mean and then like, they, you know the, the kid rock song it just wale shit was so he had that song about the girls from beverly hills and it was just like oh god wale yeah like, just like Lind like it was like I mean, I just think certain artists also just can't. Right. Certain artists, though, like are just not pop artists, and like you know what, like they maybe they'll get that hit that breaks them because you only need one song. But you know. I don't know, man. We have Macklemore and we have Kendrick Lamar, and we have fucking that's true. You're like right. this is in this era. Well, but like, also, that's this, a timing thing. Like, uh, like Ken, like uh, like a certain. But it's they. It's like it's not timing because you for, they forced the timing, you know, or they made it. They made it that way. So like, I don't know about Macklemore. I think definitely Kendrick. I feel. I feel like you know. Uh, like in, in those two dudes, Macklemore and Kendrick Lamar, it seems like they're more in control over their brand than than a Yellow Wolf. Like because when Yellow Wolf came out on the fucking like national scale, he they, he start wearing leather jackets yeah. and hanging out like M &M no, you're a fucking you're a fucking grimy kind of like punk, a little bit punkish of a, skater, yeah. dirty white rapper from yeah. the south. Fucking, you're from the south first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. So when like you should be marketed as a southern dude, you should be working with they more southern to be dudes. Fair, to you know? be fair, like, they tried. They had that Gucci Mane single. I just want to party. You know, like and that was that was a cool song. I thought that should have been a hit. Actually, I thought that was a really good song. Mm -hmm. And like I knew people that liked that. Like you know, girls like that song. It just didn't. It just didn't pop. Mm -hmm. And I think that was timing. You know, I think if it was Gucci Mane, right? It was like kind of after Gucci Mane's like. But it was peak. like, hey, let's get a pop Gucci Mane song. But he makes. But it didn't work for Wale either. It didn't work for Wale. It didn't work for best songs are syrupy. It didn't work for Wale either. And Pretty Girls is a good song too. But it just didn't. It didn't happen for him. And yeah. that had the go go sample. But we, when we had Del Weissman on. He was talking about how mm -hmm. he tried to make that the first single and said they went with Chill and the Lady Gaga song. And yeah. that was sort of. 
a disaster. And then we kind of glossed over that whole mid-period, because I feel there was a period where rap was, like, the mainstream version of pop. Like, after Neptunes, after Timbaland. After, we didn't talk about Neptune. When Neptune, I mean, but though, that's, they, I, they, they're not even really pop rap. They just happened to make pop songs. They were, they were transformative producers. Yeah, and it came from a total, like, you listen to that first Khalees album, that yeah. shit's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. I, like, it's like, I'm, I'm it's ashamed like, to admit that I love that record, like, more than my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that shit, like, I hate to use the word, but it was, like, it was really fucking avant-garde in a way. Because right. it sounded like nothing that had ever been heard before. Yeah. And it was like at odd angles, weird time. You know, everything totally. was just weird about it. But you it was amazing. Play a, you should play a record from that. I mean, I'll play What Happened to That Boy always. <laughs> yeah. That was weird how that was like a pop single. I mean, I guess I don't know if it was like a pop chart. I mean, Super Thug? I mean, what do you... No, we you played know. Super Thug last time, didn't we? <laughs> we should play Super Thug every time. I'm in a Kelly song. Yeah, you want to play Kelly song? What yeah. I hate you so much. Nah, nah, nah. I play play something else. What's the, what's the was weird. What's the record that uh, that that James Blake sampled for CMYK? I don't know. Okay, never mind it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Here, I'll find it. I'll get it. It's uh, I don't know. <laughs> what, cut, cut out there. Is that it? I don't know. I don't know. Just play some. Whatever. Just click. Just click. All right. But that's what the computer's for. Just click something. And we can talk over this, we'll by talk. the way. We, we will can... talk over this. Yeah. All right. But no, just the um, like the Vice magazine. Every fucking YouTube thing is a Vice magazine ad. Have you noticed that? Like, I didn't know that. Vice is so rich right now. Um, we're just playing Khalees songs. But no, they were amazing. All the Neptune shit was amazing at yeah. the time. I mean... And it was new. It didn't matter. And it was, the, it was coming from a real place. Timbaland and stuff. I mean, like, those Aaliyah records are incredible. Even, oh. like... Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, this is like... But, I mean, the beat. If you just listen to the beat... It sounds like a trampoline on a spaceship. You know, like... Oh. And it's so... I, I, I think about this so much lately... It sounds so confident, the music. It's like you haven't heard it before, but whoever made this is like, this is the shit. Listen to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. It's confident. And like, the Neptunes were a production group. There's three dudes, right? Uh, two. Chad Hugo and Pharrell. Wasn't there a third dude? That was an NARD. That was, yeah, that was an NARD. NARD. Yeah. Okay, so there's like these two guys and like, I, I mean, I like when people can work together. Like, like when I think about Timbaland, I'm pretty sure there's like a team or whatnot. But like, Danger made all those, all and, those beats. And then Dre, like, the, there's an idea of this one yeah. guy like that's just like making these. Kanye, like, I mean, Kanye, it's, all that shit is a team now. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think it's like good music comes from teams, like bands and like, you know, like like the old drum circles and shit like it I comes mean, from like that guy saying this is tight I mean, that guy saying look this at is movies tight. there's very rarely a solo screenwriter unless it's like an adaptation mm-hmm. it's usually a team especially comedy is yeah. always a writing team mm-hmm. like it's just it's hard to kind of you have to have somebody telling you when something is bad is what it is because it's like you have to work through those bad ideas to get to the good ones and sometimes you just stop at the bad idea and you're like if it's yourself you're like oh it's really tight and someone's like mm-hmm. No, it's not mm-hmm. tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably done that. You probably made bad songs where you're like, "This is tight." And then all the time, ninety nine point nine percent of the time yeah. is what it is. Yeah, you know. And then someone, I'm sure you too. Like, I mean, I've written bad stories where people are like, "Yeah." I don't know. People are like that's disgusting. I, I feel like that. art is subjective, so it's like, all right, what I think is tight is tight, but necessarily it's not the best look for me. <laughs> you know, totally. Like, so I need somebody to tell me, "Hey, that's a good. That's that's." I that's feel. You. I feel. Then after this, say fifty hit. Would change everything. Oh. It was amazing. Wanks that was so hard. Because oh he, he made. I was in New York for that whole time, and that was exciting. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. I never, I never really fuck with Fifty that hard. 
I liked him, but I Fuck. never like. He brought New York the mixtapes. He did the mixtapes. He made were, it not corny. Uh, the mixtapes are amazing. The, like the early mixtapes before Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, but I'm not even familiar with those. I'm embarrassed those are, to say. Power well, the, the, the power of the dollar. With, we were bumping that shit like in and high the G, school. The G mixtapes are incredible. When they game too was really tight. Yeah. Uh, nah, man, that, dude, like, fucking, Get Rich or Die Trying was amazing. That was amazing. So You know what? Maybe I just have a stigma attached to it, because I was like, like, I had to hear, like, college girls, like, play that, like, over and over again, and, like, it was just like... That's why I didn't go to college, because I didn't oh. want that experience. <laughs> like, I, I'll never forget, like, a, like, a, like a trip, because I was, like, visiting a girlfriend I had at the time in, like, in Boston, and they, like, her, some, her friend had some, like, r- her stepdad had some rich house in Maine. So, like, they were, like, going to Maine to eat, like, lobster, like, the whole way they're bumping this, 50, I'm so and I'm just, right like, now. and I'm just, like, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, fifty cent. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. that's how all now now obviously ten years later is fucking like yeah, it's Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean is the new fifty. Cent. I like yeah, getting shot nine times Pyramids is, is the cool. equivalent of giving this dude a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's how racy shit is. Man. I would say that's the money shot of this episode. Uh, <laughs> um, Dre though, let's say Dre. As far as like, Dre is I guess kind of pop. Look look at his his track records. Incredible. Eminem. Amazing. We haven't even brought up Eminem. Yeah, that shit went was pretty pop right out the gate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. not really. Like, it was, but it wasn't. Like, he was saying some crazy shit that should not have made him pop. Like, no, of course. He was just white in hip-hop and, like, had the right look for the right time and, like... But the yeah, and amazing, and amazing talented. And amazing. He was, yeah, it didn't like, matter. It's like Kendrick. Sometimes you're just... Or Outkast. Sometimes you're just that good yeah. where it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah. Well, what are Dre's missteps, though? You got... Uh, you got NWA, Dre, NWA is not a misstep. No, no, that's I'm not. These aren't missteps. These are these are right steps. No, you want to um, know why? Dre, Eminem, Kendrick, Dre, Dre doesn't release the missteps. That's why like every rapper's on the aftermath graveyard exhibit. Yeah, was Exhibit hit. was still a hit. He yeah. kind of went, went once the ball was in his own court. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropped it, No, I liked some of it. Exhibit shit was good. Oh, what about Obi Trice? That, that was an Eminem thing. That was an Eminem thing. It Eminem was. never. Okay. Eminem does not have much success with that other. Like no. fifty. Was, yeah, but fifty was a lot of it was those Dre beats or whoever made those Dre beats. Nah, it was Eminem thinking like a fucking fan at the time also, and not yeah. trying to put his homie on. Like, oh shit, yeah. this is dude in New York. Also, crazy. fifty had such street buzz it wouldn't have mattered. Like, if he wrote good pop songs over Dre beats, it was gonna happen for fifty. Yeah, it was, many, and the many, mythology. That how many story, Dre too. beats did he have though? Like oh, on that the, first record, the ones that mattered <laughs> in like the club, what? in the club. I, I DJ di- Quick did the snares. I disagree <laughs> that it would have happened without Dre. I'm saying it wouldn't have happened without Dre. Okay, yeah, that, yeah. okay, that's right. Yeah, um, okay, no, cool. Dre. Cool. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like why Ob Trice and shit. Like they didn't have Dre. Like Bishop Lamont was starting to pop with Dre. Dre pulled the support. And, oh yeah, like, what happened to that guy? And also Nocturnal. I feel this is like Truth I, Earth. I feel like like Dr. Dre is like. Uh, apocalypse in the X-Men and if you're a really really strong like mutant he can just make you stronger and make him want, make you one of his heralds or no yeah. that's this Galactus but you know the same characters basically he's just like alright you're dope right but now let me give you platinum wings yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> but he makes he makes everything count like well, he, I feel like that's his job he's like this fucking kick drum's gonna count this little fucking uh 
twinkly sound's going to count. Your rap's going to... Like, well, I mean, everything if, has a everyone purpose. Everyone I've ever interviewed about it just says that, like, he made everyone... St- he makes everyone step their game up. So it is, like, the idea of the, the, the team, where it's like, you have to get better, because you can't... This is not... You yeah. know, even you, you, you in sports, I mean, Dwight Howard was saying, like, how he's never been pressed harder than... I mean, I don't know why he's ever... Even than Kobe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't think Kobe necessarily... Because Kobe doesn't have a soul. Kobe has no soul. <laughs> I fuck my wife holding a basketball kind of dude, but then, you know? <laughs> post, I mean, post-50, you also have to understand... I, I also think we don't... We're, we're discounting a little bit like the the industry trends like 2005 right the industry is collapsing ringtones are all of a sudden the big thing what's pop is going to be dictated by whatever they're signing at the major labels because they have a monopoly on the radio and then you have ringtone rap mm. which is like you know laffy taffy and jibs and mims and you know <laughs> soldier boy and that shit which which which, which, boy. which which i gotta really soldier use. I gotta um, give Soldier Boy props because, like, he kind of like created something from yeah. nothing. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah crank. Also that. got to be. <laughs> yeah. Also got a beat on the new Little Wayne record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he got what, a beat what, and a guest verse. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But also, we we didn't even talk about we Black Eyed Peas because I feel like that. I mean, we really like the, what happened. I think that was. Also, a big sea change too, because he was like, "All right, I'm this underground art." I mean, Will I Am does like supposedly he's the most amazing freestyler ever. That's what everyone's always told. Not me. supposedly, yeah, he, he is. Yeah, one of the greatest. Like you would know. he shared stage, like you know, like I, like this is one of my dreams to actually just like freestyle cipher with him for like five minutes. Yeah. But um, out in in the year 2005, in the fall of 2005, I, I went away for a little bit for like three months, and uh, I got invited to this freestyle. This is like my in, induction into the freestyle Illuminati, and it was like Mike and Nine, Peace, Supernat, and somebody and somebody, Damn. and like Wordsworth, and it was at the Roxy or some shit. And um, I had a fucking Boost Mobile chirp phone, so I got the text, and I was like, I can't come. But uh, uh, so the, later on, I guess like Will I Am showed up, and I heard he just like fucking wiped the floor with everybody yeah you know and i was like after i heard that shit i was just like yeah i got a freestyle with this dude when he was on ruthless and then you know they did that behind the front shit also on interscope and then that was funny because i was like that was like their jurassic i mean i think they had wasn't jurassic 5 on interscope too i think they were on i don't know i I think uh, yeah i think digital i think a dilated sign the capital and i think Jurassic 5 and then they said Black Eyed Peas was also like there that was like when underground labels were getting you know underground rappers were like getting big deals like kind of like now uh, what did you what did you say all all boats rise in high tide man like yeah. the west coast was just popping that was like yeah. at the same that like when, when all now. that was ha- happening it was like fucking corrupt streets as a mother and fucking you know chronic 2000 and like mm-hmm. there was your nocturnals and exhibits Color. and exhibit was kind of like and you're and you're mel- your you know? man and your hitman yeah, yeah I always that. thought the, the chronic too and on that song fuck you where he's like and then Melman hit it <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> You let Melman hit it? Then the, then the milkman hit it. Then the cable guy hit it. Oh, you let Melman hit it. Fuck. Um, little half dead put his dick on her head, too. Like, that's yeah. so bad. Yeah, like, yeah, a little yeah. half dead. You know? Fuck. Yeah. Like, what next? Yeah. What next after a little out of twins? The twins. I feel, twins will make that summer go round and round. I feel like if it wasn't for the black eyed peas, like, and, you know, I think do rags would have been in style forever. Oh yeah, I think that was. <laughs> yeah, now they're coming back though. They're they're coming Thank, back. Thanks. Yeah, I'll I've been tw- I've been, t- been tweeting tweet about do rags for the last like month. Did you read my odd future st- my Tyler story? It's all about do rags. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! It was the cover story of LA Weekly. You fuck. <laughs> I don't read, man. Well, maybe you should read. No, I mean I read, you know, but like shit's like comics. Yeah, <laughs> real talk. Um, yeah, no, and then like uh, I mean I don't know Black Eyed Peas, but like I've always said like they sold out so well. 
Did it, I mean, do you, like, how can anyone sell out better than, like, you have to respect it, because at least they were the best at it. And they did it, yeah, they did it, like, I think on their terms, like, it was, they were like, we want to sell out. It wasn't someone, They're like, like we'll I feel 30. like Will I Am went into Jimmy Ivine's office and was like, how let's do fucking that? do this. Like, yeah. I really want to do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, holy shit, they did. No, like, a lot of ecstasy was involved. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and real talk, if you look at like the past records, and you know how like how, how important first impressions are, and you yeah. know how important like you how you're perceived already, like your brand is perceived already, to be like, hey, I want to give myself a total makeover and do this. Nobody's gonna be like, no, 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 you're gonna fuck up what you already got. You're gonna fuck up your 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 money also, already. They weren't they like, were they were struggling, man. Like <laughs> that second Black Eyed Peas album was not a hit, yeah. and the first one wasn't really a hit either. You know? Yeah, I like, want to say Will I Am at the t- he he released a record like on that Beat Generation label. Yeah, I remember that. And like and you know that's where Dilla was at the yeah. time too. You know, yeah. like he was considered like core kind of at the time. Yeah, he you know? was. He had he had yeah. respect. I mean, I feel like he still. You know, he got booed at paid dues, which that was really funny. Oh, this year? They, like four years ago. Three, four years three, ago? Three, four years ago. They did, they did a surprise appearance, and everyone was like, fuck you, Black Eyed Peas. And I was like, well, someone had to do that at some point. <laughs> if I was Will I Am, I would just fucking like, call a helicopter to make it rain on the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Just like, sorry, hey, helicopter. Because I had that on deck at all times. It'd be like those ones that like drop fucking that red stuff on the yeah. fires. You know, just fly by and Make it rain. So then I feel like after Soldier Boy, then you, you had like all the, your failure crossovers. You had like, you know, the, the Yellow Wolf, the Wale, all that shit. I mean, Cuddy kind of crossed over a little bit with some pop, but he was like always a sing-songer. And then you had 808s and Heartbreak, which created a new pop lane, I Did feel. Because Kanye was dictating the pop. Like Kanye, another guy who crossed over on his own terms. Yeah, what do you think Kanye's next record sounds like? Cocaine. <laughs> nah, nah. It sounds, like, of, sounds like a Lamaze class. Barbiturate. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like... Doing cocaine... <laughs> yeah, 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 I am God. I'm sure it's very huddle, humble and subtle. What's, what's the name of the record? I am God. It's I, I am God. That's what he's saying. I'm sure it'll change once. Like, like that'll be a boycott by like by so, God, by God, God. Like I don't even fuck with you anymore, Kanye. I mean, I, mean, I fucked with you for a while, but you've it, lost me. Like if if God, if there is a God, and he names his record, I am God. Like. You know that that baby has to come out with some deformity, just or something. He has to pay. I'd like he him has more. to pay. You can't like you can't just. That's weird. That's, it's like on some like bigger than Jesus the Beatles shit. Oh yeah, they did know. that too, huh? Yeah, but look what happened to them. Yeah, they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's you know I am God. That's dude. That um, shit makes me want to go crash my car. So then I guess like we're in that kind of the modern era pop. Like what is technically pop? And then we're yeah. But I mean, you have Drake, you have LMFAO. We were talking. Like, Drake is is you know kind of on his own terms though too. He created an aesthetic around it with those producers. Like totally, mm-hmm. totally. Know? Like those, I mean, I don't like Drake's rapping, but his beats are great. You know, that's where we differ. Right? You here. like Drake's? I, I like not, Drake's not. Yeah, I don't like. It's not predictable enough for me. It's too predictable for me. It's just like always, like always in the pocket, always doing this. It's like never spontaneous. Even when he has like an accent, like on fucking problem, it's like, ah, just judge. And you're like, uh, you just thought of that. And it was so calculated. Like everything is so calculated with him. It's so calculated, but good though. Uh, <laughs> it's calculated like it's a fucking like, in and out burger is like, always the same, but tasty. I like raw music, like where it's accidental. You know what I mean? Where it's like more heart. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not also a 15 year old girl. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like I've, I've like because I've known the lyrics to a Drake song, I've gotten laid from it. So that changes your whole shit. Like, ah, uh, it's how 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 the music applies to my life. Nelly 
It's getting hot in here. It's another, another song. song. Yeah, that yeah we made. didn't even talk, Nelly. Oh, Nelly. man. Speaking of do-rags, like, man. Man. <laughs> I feel like Nelly also, but like that, he, I don't think he, I mean, later on, he was definitely trying to make pop, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like but like, I don't think Country Grammar, that that shit was, I never heard anything. I loved Country exactly. Grammar when I first heard it. It sounded like nothing out. Oh, yeah. man. What was the, who were those producers? Star something? I feel like, wow. Guys who did not get enough credit. <laughs> and yeah. then he had EI, which was the same song, and then he had, um, but we should, um, I mean, what, we should probably start to wrap this up, but what do you, I mean, what do you think of the state of pop right now? I mean, do you, oh, I think you it's, happy with it? Yeah, I think it's exciting. I think there's a lot of garbage, and then there's a lot of great stuff. Yeah. And you I, may, well, I mean, you didn't even get to talk about the stuff that you do with, with Meg Myers, and that, that's like, she, she's pretty hip hop. She's probably, I, in a way, <laughs> no. In a, no, but like, she has this like weird, like energy that reminds me of like Ghostface on I Can't Go to Sleep, where she's like almost crying, but it's like so, aggr- it's like aggressive, but like crying at the same time. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's kind of hard in a way. Yeah. I think, well, we talked about Tennessee, the, her record, like, you know, you should, you produce that maybe yeah. we should play that because like sure you know, yeah this, and this is like a this record could be our outro right this i mean yeah i could yeah. <laughs> i mean could. i gotta go pay the meter man we need to pay the meter i gotta go pay the meter Yo, i mean you wanted to talk about that i mean because this song kind of fits i think into it's not a rap song obviously yeah yeah but it has the concept which yeah and the con the concept was you know meg meg is this uh really uh, she's a good-looking lady that's been working at a restaurant for a long time and had to put up with shout fucking Eastside hipsters hit, out, hitting on the, her all the time. Shout out to the bright really, spot. yeah. And so, and that's where the song came from. And her. she's this, from LA, or she's out in LA. She's from Tennessee, so the song's like she just wants to get back to Tennessee and away from all these annoying uh, like, people hitting on her. I did a well. I met Andy actually when I did a call. pretty people problems right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so, I got bitches. I don't. Yeah, but she's got any bitches. She's got like, a story though, so I feel like it. Like she's got as like almost as good of a story as, as a as a rapper. Yeah, yeah. Like homeless, like living in like all over the country. Parents like Jehovah's Witnesses and crazy yeah, and shit. Yeah. Like it's like a. It's a, it's a story. It's uh-huh. a real story. Play the song, man. What the fuck? You, I'm, I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. Anyways, I was just going to add that... Is it loading? It's a concept. You know what I mean? And like that's, I think, like the big thing that... And I played this on Marion Hobbs, and Marion Hobbs is like, this is amazing, and then played it for like a week straight. Am I going to cry now that I'm hearing this for the no, first time? No, it's funny. No, I mean, yeah, no, It's no. a funny song. Is it going to be stuck in my head for a week? Because I'm going to... F- Maybe. I'll this is... You this is you're, you're on the song, too. You yeah, yeah. I do the Oh Yes, and I uh, I did the beat, and I, oh, oh, I did like, the banjo, too. Too. There's like, some banjo on you here. You did the oh yes as if Puff, like Puffy did back in the day. Shit. They got oh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. He's just like, he's just like cowering now. Um. And yeah. No. So anything else you want to shout out? Because we're gonna go out on this. So yeah. No. No. Man. Thanks for having me on, guys. I yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you got to Listen. say one or two things while we just talk. <laughs> Sorry, man. I Listen to the guys. totally lame podcast. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Dr. Rosen. Rosen. Hell yeah. yeah. C. Flatch. Oh, is... follow me on Twitter too. MC No Can Do. Forgot about that. Don't I... follow me on Twitter. It's a bunch of stupid links and this whatever. Misanthropy. At Passion I Weiss. make fun of Kid Cudi a lot. Um, <laughs> Alright, this is Meg Myers, Tennessee, featuring our guest, Dr. Rosen Rosen. Gee whiz. That's a pretty awesome headband, bra. It really turns me on. Not. Wait, what? Your band's playing in a band in synagogue tonight? I don't think so. God, I miss Tennessee. Oh my god, is that a mustache tattoo on your finger? I've never seen that before. Psych. Wait, what? You 
wanna go to Little Joy in your best car? I don't think so. God, I miss Tennessee. Is it a 2005? Uh, 2006. Good guess mileage? Uh... Whoa, man. So you, like, don't have a last name? That's genius. Douche. Wait, what? Your friend drives a vegan barbecue truck? I don't think so. God, I miss Tennessee. So no mustache wax? This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The world's dead.